This is DJ Ramsey Salty from the Arabology Show. I'm actually sitting in Paris, France, with none other than Ahmad Al-Ulaybi, otherwise known to the Americans as Ahmad Alibi. I hear in French it's Ahmad uh, Alibi. No matter what language it is, welcome to Arabology. Thank you very much for the invitation and marhaba fi Paris. Shukran, uh, Ahmad, I can't tell you how much our listeners have enjoyed your work, not only in terms of the new CD, Safar, that I would like to discuss in details a little later on, but also in terms of your history from being with the groups like Les Bukak to doing other stuff on your own. And But you now are a uh, sort of a solo artist. Would you say that was correct? Yeah, exactly. First, I started when I came in France in 2001 to study translation. Wow. I started by, with the band Le Bukak in Montpellier in the south of France, and then we toured like eight years for more than 35 countries, and I met a lot of people and a lot of musicians all over the world with whom I did some projects uh, and sometimes... Uh, As concerts like Wachaklan, who uh, which play like electro and Arab music uh, and uh, Oriental sounds with some electro rock effects, and uh, started playing with uh, some other different bands all over the world, like Ziska Kamp from from Lille de la Réunion, with whom I mixed uh, North African rhythms with the Maloya, which is a traditional rhythm from. Uh, this part of the world and so many others, Michel Mar, Jasmine from Gypsyland, from uh, uh, Gypsy uh, uh, groups, Jazz, uh, Sandra Lipari with Ghalia Ben Ali, with uh, Munir Trudi and then uh, great experience with Amel Matluthi also and uh, some replacement like with Rashid Taha, with Safi Boutilla, Algerian Rai music and uh, Safar was uh, the um, um, like how you say khulasa. Uh, yeah, like the result. The uh, result of this travel, of this journey. So I tried to mix uh, these rhythms. I um, studied on, like I, I make research on the Mediterranean rhythms at the University of Montpellier with uh, Rafael Catedra, who is a professor of. Um, Urbanism, wow, nice. and we worked on the uh, relationship between the uh, city and the rhythm in the Mediterranean. So we worked uh, in the origin also of these rhythms coming from India, from Iran, from Kurdistan, and the Arab influence also on the Latin American rhythms. Uh, since that time, I started thinking about making an album about these studies. So, um, at the same time, as I love meeting people, I called some friends from Brazil, like Zelvis Nascimento, from Algeria, Marshawi, from India, Shrikomar, who sing in uh, Amajde, uh, Amel Matluthi, and people who, with whom I worked, like Stefan from Libukak. Uh, it's like um, a result of this common work I did uh, the last years. Yeah, and so they're involved in the album. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, well, let me start with the beginning, Ahmad. Uh, did you grow up in a musical family? Has music been an influence on your life ever since you were, you know, a child? Or did this come a little later in life? 
in the Arab world in general we have like a lot of weddings, marriage, so music is, is everywhere. So when I started um, playing I was like 14 years old, but I started by theatre at uh, the college, the secondary school. Um, in my family we haven't musicians, I have only one brother who sings but it's like a conservative family, we don't have this uh, musical uh, influence in the family in general with cousins or uncles. What's this in, what's in the this? south of Tunisia, in Maknesi, in which Maknesi? is the name oh, of okay. uh, song. Because that's where you were track. born yeah. and raised. Uh, yeah. Okay, sorry, yes, please go on. And um, yeah, I started like I saw one percussionist playing the darbuka. I said, wow, this instrument is something I love, I like. So I, I started by watching <laughs> while I play theater, watching the other bands playing darbuka and percussion. Then I started by playing myself in the weddings. And then I moved to Tunisia after the baccalaureate. So um, I started also playing in most of the time in the Arab world we play classical Egyptian Om Kaltoum music, Fairuz, things in the weddings. And in the south it's more Algerian, uh, Saharan, Saharian music, uh, Bedouin music, popular with the, the bagpipe, with the, uh, some other... In, in Tunis especially, it's more Egyptian, Lebanese than Algerian or Moroccan. And then I moved to France. So in France it was the, the most important opportunity for me to meet uh, these different uh, influences from Tzigan music, flamenco, jazz, something I, I really like. So how, how many years ago did you move to France? Uh, now... I moved in 2001, so it's like 14th year. Yeah. Yeah. And and you went to to school. Here yeah, I I came. I studied uh, um, English literature actually, wow. and civilization at uh, nice. Bourguiba School Institute in Tunis, in order to study translation, in order to come and to work in international organizations like humanitarian organization because I love working. I also influenced by politics. I like interested by that. But when I came to France, uh, I s I felt that it was difficult to mix studies with um, with music because it's more professional than than in Tunisia. We we have to go out. We have to go to Spain to travel to to rehearse. To, so I gave up and it was really difficult choice, yeah, especially sure. when you come from the Arab world mm -hmm. because it's something very important for the family. But um, yeah, it was like for the first two years a little bit complicated for me, psychologically speaking. <laughs> and then uh, you know, step by step I started feeling the um, uh, that I'm doing something I like, I'm doing something I assume, uh, so, yeah. But in terms of more contemporary artists, who would you credit for your growth? Uh, it's, um, it's difficult to make a choice because, yeah, there is a lot of influences in, uh, in the Arab world. And when, when I moved, I, I consider myself like a citizen of the world. I really like the word music, but in the real sense of the term, not the commercial one used now by industry, music industry. 
I like listening to uh, music from Kurdish music, Iranian music, Indian music, uh, Brazilian. So uh, I must say that in France uh, we have lot. It's really melting pot society when we find this kind of music. You can find. Um, music from Mali in uh, live pub, you can find uh, Brazilian music. Uh, in terms of uh, Arab music, I was very influenced by Rashid Taha, I can say, because uh, with Libukak I discovered this fusion between the rock and, um, and the Gnawa and the Rai, uh, Arab music. Uh, especially concerning the rhythms and uh, the way we play darbuka with drums and with uh, rock guitar. Uh, I really discovered this uh, stuff with Libukak and um, also I uh, used to listen with them to Deep Purple, to Led Zeppelin, to Bjork, to (laughs) Pink Floyd. So this contradiction I, it, it was more complementary than contradictory yeah. um, to have this uh, uh, background of Arab music and to bring this to Libukak uh, and to speak with Thierry and with Stefan how we can play uh, uh, Dabka rhythms from Lebanon or Baladi or uh, Aksak from Turkey or Fazzani from Tunisia or 6-8 from Morocco with uh, someone whose influence was absolutely rock, rock and roll. Yeah. So, yeah, Rashita for me was one of the first musicians who who uh, who has completely integrated these two parts of uh, of the culture of the French uh, and the Algerian of uh, Western music and Oriental music. Of course, then I discovered uh, Wachaklan, with whom I recorded and played. And also uh, Robert Plant uh, was someone mm-hmm. who influenced me. I, I, I can I must say the truth that I haven't been like very fun like so many people when we, they were teenagers. But I discovered really the music in France. But I was very um, interested by the way he mixes uh, these sounds from with his guitars Jimmy Page and with the violins from Egypt in Kashmir and some Gnawa music in Morocco and uh, I was I started interested by him then I met him and I met Justin Adams his guitarist then I that's this is the reason why we work together now uh, yeah. yeah I mean when when we talk about world music I think of you as a truly world musician you yes you come from Tunisia and you bring this Arab uh, with you but at the same time you are so well versed in all the different rhythms and genres on a world scale um, and, and you know on the Arabology show here this is what it's about I mean I, I would love to show how fusion works uh, however I imagine sometimes we get people sort of you know rejecting that saying you're selling out to the west or you are how would you respond to such a critic to such criticism i think it's um it's not only uh, musicians from the arab world it's musicians from the world um, when you, uh, when I spoke with Indian musicians about uh, someone who will just try to sing some 
style from south of India. He said, no, but this is that must be sang by these people. The same in Tunisia, this, this is not maqam, this is uh, something like nashes, it's not really this the way we play violin, we play darbuka, why you mix it, there is no, it's not the same sound we have in Tunisia. Uh, what I can respond is, um, is um, we should be open first to the music, to the world, to the other culture. It's also a question of uh, being already uh, ready to be open to the world and to the other cultures. So most of the time people who can come in France, in USA, in England, playing really very well their traditional instruments and they cannot fuse that with other western styles. I saw a lot and some friends tell me uh, how, how come that you you are very open to this electronic music, to that. I think, uh, yeah, because we talked with X or, um, uh, to, to bring his instrument with us, but he couldn't and he was completely, he rejected completely this culture. And it's Yeah, I think it's a question of culture, and uh, we, we can find this also in France with some classical musicians and jazz musicians. Um, I'm at your uh, base in Montpellier, but you, uh, you've toured, as you said, you've played in the Arab world, in the West and beyond. Is the reception to your music, especially in terms of the new uh, concerts, different when you play in somewhere like Amman than it is if you're playing somewhere like London? <laughs> difficult question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I must say that in the Western countries, I used to play with Libukak, with uh, these kind of bands. Most of the time we have like 90% of the public is Western public. Mm. People think that we have Arab, uh, like with Rashita, it's the same. Most of the people who come to see Rashita are French or English or Canadian. Uh, so I get used to to have uh, a different audience for different music. We sing in Arabic, but we have French people in front of us. We play Arab rhythm, but we have people dancing on that. But uh, uh, in the Arab world, the difference is that when they understand the words, and also the atmosphere is completely different. It's uh, I, maybe I can say it's. Um, it's a very special atmosphere, especially in Tunisia when I came back with Amel before the revolution, with the text, with the with songs, and after the revolution, and people who know the words, uh, knows the uh, text. Um, and uh, we have also this culture of generosity, and I, we know how to welcome people, to welcome musicians, and yeah. yeah. Uh, in Egypt, when I played, uh, percussion solo when I um, most of the time I change the, the, the um, I adapt the uh, the, the uh, percussion solo to the country in which I play for example when I play in Kavala in Greece I play Greek rhythm in Istanbul I play Anaxag rhythm in Morocco I play their traditional Moroccan Uh, in Egypt it was the same, but it was very hot in the audience and they started playing it. It's not. This is the difference between them and the Germans, for example. Right, right. They will be very open to this music, but never... Uh, yeah, we integrate completely these rhythms since we are a child. So. 
it's not an audience of let's say Algerian French or you know a Moroccan French but rather you know the mainstream kind of fr uh, French yeah. audiences are appreciating your music though they may not understand the history of it or the or the words in some cases yeah that's the secret of music there is no borders there is no frontiers there is only Uh, this is the link we have uh, musicians with the public, with the audience, with the um, the uh, emotional, uh, the emotions, the sentiments that we can transfer to the audience and that we can share together. You can be very sensitive to an Indian or Ukrainian or I don't know Nicaraguan music <laughs> without knowing the words. Absolutely, so. absolutely, and you personify that kind of unification and fusion.